What's up, podcast listeners? It's your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and this is episode 255 with Stefano Travaglini, and I definitely butchered that because I do not have that super sexy Italian accent like Stefano does, so you will hear how badly I butchered again in the intro when the episode starts. (sighs) Anyway, this episode's great because... Stefano is a natural bodybuilder out in Italy, and we talk everything about bodybuilding, how he started, and the dark side of bodybuilding when it comes to steroid use and why people tend to go down that route. So it was kind of cool to have a bodybuilder's take on it and also chat about things like supplements. So let's get right to it. Here is Stefano. Hello boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your lovely host, Rafael Matuszewski, and joining me for the first time is Stefano Travaglini. Hopefully I didn't pronounce that incorrectly so badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you say it properly for the audience? Stefano Travaglini. Bam, that sounds amazing. I wish I could have that accent. <laughs> Um, so I like to start my show always with some easy questions. So the first easy question is, what do you got planned for the weekend? Uh, I still don't know. <laughs> I live day by day. So, Fair you know, enough. the weekend uh, is uh, too far from, uh, from now. Fair enough. How about this one? So since you are in Italy, what's the thing to do if you had someone visit for the very first time? But first of all, you have to... Uh, to eat, to eat a lot, eat, because yeah. uh, Italy, you know, it's in the name, eat Italy, yeah. you know, a lot of good stuff to eat and uh, uh, a lot of uh, places to visit, a uh, great city, uh, Venice, which is uh, uh, quite close to my hometown, which is Vicenza, or uh, Rome, Firenze, uh, Napoli, so you have a lot of places to visit and uh, uh, enjoy the the weather and uh, so the cool people. Nice. Yeah, I've uh, chatted with some of my clients who visited Italy, and they're like, you need at least a month to explore fully. Whereas like people who go there for just a week, you're like just skimming the surface. Yeah, there's a lot of history in yeah. uh, in every city. So uh, if you are uh, uh, if you wanted to explore the, the the history of Italy, you you have to be to stay there at least for uh, two lives. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, so next easy question: What is the current book you're reading or listening to? Uh, I don't know how to uh, uh, which is the uh, English title of um, of the book. Probably. It uh, didn't. It does not have any uh, any English uh, title because Fair it's uh, written by an Italian uh, author. It's uh, about a dog. <laughs> okay. Uh, so a dog. I love dogs. I have a, a black Labrador, which nice. is my my brother and my best friend. Oh. Uh, so I was curious about. Uh, uh, how the story goes okay fair enough yeah like have you ever like seen those videos on like facebook about like dogs being rehabbed back to health or like some sort of like emotional video about dogs like that stuff gets me so hard because like i have a dog too and like 
she's literally my best friend too so it's like anytime i see anything about a dog i'm like i i'm crying now i don't know why <laughs> yeah for sure um so the next easy question is what is the current tv show you're watching or if you're one of those people who doesn't watch any kind of tv at all uh i think in english is uh, house of cards okay yeah uh, awesome yeah la yeah. casa de papel <laughs> okay so is it like translated into italian for you guys yes yes and yeah house of cards is a good show like i stopped watching the last season just because like it's a lot to commit to that show there's like it's you have to pay attention you can't just have it in the background like yeah. if you miss something you miss something big <laughs> Yes, and you have to have time to watch yeah. all these uh, episodes. So, yeah, sure. Um, so let's get the interview started. And just to kind of kick things off, if you can kind of tell the audience who you are, what you do, and how did you get into the fitness industry in the first place? Uh, well, I'm Stefano Travaglini. I'm 31 years old, and I'm from uh, Vicenza, which is a small city, uh, 50 kilometers from Venice. And unfortunately, it's not the Venice Beach uh, you <laughs> may know in California, but uh, Venice, it's, uh, it's a great city too, here in Italy. And uh, I'm a lifetime drug-free uh, bodybuilder and uh, athlete, and uh, also a natural bodybuilding coach. I have uh, a gym here in Vicenza with my partner in business, his name is uh, Massimiliano Montanara, and uh, the gym is called uh, Garage Training, and uh, we hope uh, uh, that will be the Italian mecca of uh, natural bodybuilding, <laughs> like the Gold's Gym in Venice, the other Venice. And uh, I, uh, I started to train uh, um, when I was uh, uh, 13 years old, so uh, a lot of years ago, uh, because I was a soccer player and I was the, the skinny guy of the team. And so uh, it was not good for my performance when I, uh, when I had uh, to uh, to play the match uh, the every Sunday morning, and so I decided to train to uh, to build some muscle and to be a better soccer player. So at uh, 13 years old, I started to um, to do push-ups, crunches, sit-ups every single day, seven days a week. Uh, for uh, I think two three months and then I decided to buy my first bench my first uh, pair of uh, dumbbells and uh, my first barbell with some uh, weight plates because I, I want to get bigger I was too skinny and uh, this is why I started to train uh, I didn't have uh, the knowledge uh, now you may have uh, with the internet, uh, social media, and everything else. Um, I was just interested in uh, soccer and uh, in training. I, so I, I started to train. Uh, after a couple of years, uh, I decided to 
to go to the gym, a real gym, uh, to have uh, uh, more weights and uh, more machines to train with. And um, here I met for the first time uh, Fabio Zonin, you uh, should know. I think uh, it uh, had been on your podcast too. And um, he was uh, still in his uh, uh, bodybuilding career. So uh, when I first met him the first time, uh, I looked at him and uh, it was like, uh, wow. <laughs> I could uh, is uh, how could it be possible to be so big and so strong naturally just training and dieting wow I want to do it uh, me too yeah so so I started and uh, after uh, years and years and years of training and dieting I decided to compete the first time was uh, in uh, 2016 and uh, I won the Italian championship in bodybuilding, the overall, and uh, I did the um, world finals in the Los Angeles. I placed fourth in my division, and uh, then I had uh, two bad years of uh, uh, injuries, and uh, in 2019 I restart uh, my uh, bodybuilding prep, and I did nine shows. Um, from uh, uh, the first one was in April, and the last one uh, uh, in June, and uh, I did seven of these nine uh, uh, shows. The other two I placed the second, so quite quite good. And uh, right now here I am. <laughs> nice, but dude, that nine shows—that's a lot. <laughs> that's that's yeah. a lot of shows. Uh, uh, yeah, I started my prep uh, in uh, October yeah. uh, 2018, and um, I decided to do just two shows. The first one was the first week of June, and the other one was uh, the uh, last week of October, the next October, uh, because I wanted to compete in the World Cup, uh, the the FAC the FAC is going to uh, to to have in uh, Miami, but uh, uh, because I'm uh, I'm preparing other athletes in uh, for other shows, I decided to uh, to step the stage with them. And so from uh, a show in June, uh, I add another one show and then another one and then another one. And uh, I already did nine, <laughs> but uh, now I decided to slow down and uh, stop my prep for this year. And uh, I decided to not compete uh, in 2020 and uh, maybe uh, restart a new prep in 2021 just to have the time to recover and uh, mentally and physically and uh, to have the time to uh, put on some new muscle and uh, be uh, in a better shape than I was in 2019. Oh, fair enough. So now I'm kind of curious, like, what got you into bodybuilding in the first place? Like, what about that sport makes you, like, really excited about it? 
you know, I think it's uh, because uh, uh, it's just uh, you and uh, the weight, nothing else. Uh, you and your motivation, your uh, uh, willpower, and uh, genetics, because uh, it's not, uh, I think it's not uh, a, a sport, it's a discipline, and it's not for, any, uh, for anyone, uh, or at least uh, when you decided to compete. Bodybuilding uh, is for everyone, competitive bodybuilding is not for everyone, because you have to deal with genetics, and uh, you, you can do nothing for uh, uh, improve your genetics. Oh, fair enough. Uh, so, I'm also kind of curious too, like you mentioned that you had some injuries, like what, what did you yeah. have, like what happened? Oh, it's hard to explain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had some, uh, uh, some problems on my, um, on my uh, hip bone. Uh, the first time, and the second time uh, was uh, in my rib cage. Uh, now I I cannot explain uh, exactly in uh, in English. Fair enough. <laughs> because uh, yeah, it's uh, it's quite difficult for me. But uh, there was two main injuries that uh, um, that causes me to stop my training for months. So. Uh, I could not uh, uh, preparing a show in that condition. Oh, fair enough. Because like the next question I was going to lead into that is like, what are the common injuries you see in bodybuilding that pop up a lot? Uh, well, uh, I think that um, if you train uh, smart, uh, doing exercise uh, correctly, and you are not uh, in a, a deep phase of your prep, uh, and for deep uh, uh, situation, I mean, you are not uh, in uh, a deep deficit uh, in your uh, calorie balance. Uh, I think it's quite uh, difficult f to you for uh, for got injured. But um, as soon as you uh, as you push the the pedal to the metal, you know. Uh, and you um, you are close you are closer to the show time. Um, this is the time when you have to be uh, smarter and uh, maybe uh, listen uh, to to your mind and maybe uh, step back a bit. Uh, and uh, relax because this is the time when you are uh, uh, more uh, um, uh, you are more at the risk of injury uh, but if you are in a bulking phase and you are smart enough to uh, to train in a safe manner you are not so um, so uh, injuries are not so uh, so common in bodybuilding. Yeah, because I think a lot of times when, especially when people start dieting and they're at really low calories and they're basically like, I kind of explain as like as brittle as possible. Like a lot of guys will still think they can still lift the same amount of weight where they had more calories to expend more energy 
but in their head they think they're still as strong as they're supposed to be and they get to that point of no return and then they strain something pull something when really yeah like you said they need to take a step back and let the body recover yeah yeah um I think that uh, when you are preparing for a show, um, you have to um, to be careful, uh, not just on how you feel physically, but uh, um, how you feel mentally. Uh, you know, um, sometimes your uh, your uh, your head, uh, your mind could be can be your uh, uh, best uh, friend but uh, sometimes during the prep uh, could be your worst enemy and uh, sometimes you have to listen to to your mind to what uh, 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 to what your mind is trying to to say to you uh, sometimes you have to uh, just uh, doing what you want uh, focused on your goal and push the pedal to the metal but uh, um, when you are in a, in a deficit state, um, sometimes it's hard to, uh, to know how to, when to stop and when to push. And uh, this is the, the period of the prep when injuries occur. Oh, fair enough. And the next thing I kind of want to talk about is like the use of steroids in bodybuilding because like i think this is the first time i'm going to bring this up on my show and like i think almost everyone in the world when they think of bodybuilding they think uh, every single guy is using so maybe you can kind of explain how there's like a natural bodybuilding kind of area in the industry and then where people can use steroids and things like that and kind of just start with the 101 of steroid use in bodybuilding yeah uh well uh I don't like talk about steroids uh, so much because it's not uh, a field uh, in which I think I have the knowledge yeah. to talk about because it's something I just seen from the outside and uh, I have not the experience to talk about. But um, uh, I know that uh, um, here in Italy, at least, uh, if you say bodybuilding, uh, and you are not uh, uh, into the bodybuilding, uh, the natural bodybuilding uh, um, industry. Uh, everyone's talk. Uh, um, uh, everyone's uh, think you are ref you are referring to the steroids bodybuilding uh, because this is the, uh, the 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 first way uh, everyone know about bodybuilding. You know, I mean, uh, if you if you talk about bodybuilding, uh, you talk about maybe the Mr. Olympia, the Arnold Classic, uh, or other show uh, in which uh, all the athletes are on steroids. And uh, uh, here in Italy, the natural bodybuilding is growing, uh, but uh, it's a process that started, uh, I think, in the last uh, uh, five years or five six years uh, because uh, before them before that time uh, it was hard to uh, to hear talking about uh, natural bodybuilding um, 
steroids for sure uh, are uh, uh, common, very common worldwide here in Italy, but I think uh, in uh, in the states too. Um, and uh, I think uh, uh, most of the people starts uh, uh, using steroids because it's the fastest way to reach a physical or a strength or a performance goal. Um, bodybuilding it's a, it's a great sport, it's a great discipline, but it requires uh, lots of time. And when I say time, I'm not meaning uh, days, uh, weeks, uh, or months, I mean years. Uh, I need to wait uh, uh, 16 years of training before I step to the stage. And uh, there are a lot of guys I know that uh, uh, want to step the stage after just uh, one year of training or two years of training, it's not enough. And uh, when they see they are not ready for step the stage and they are uh, training uh, from two years uh, and they, they see they are not ready for a show, they start to think that uh, it's not possible to step the stage in the condition they, they want without using steroids. And so I think that's the main reason why people start to to steroids. Uh, yeah, and like uh, I was listening to Dan John, who's a really good coach, has dealt with a lot of athletes going down the steroids use and he said something where, um, you know, when he has those conversations with those athletes and they're at that point where they're not going to listen to anyone, they're just going to go down that route, he'll tell them all that, you know, the moment you take steroids, you've hit your ceiling effect. Like, you're not going to get any better, right? Whereas, yeah. like, if you were off them, in your head, mentally, you can always know that you can improve. And I thought that was really, really, like, intelligent for him to say that. I'm like, that's so true because, yeah, when you start using steroids – Whatever improvement you make, that's it. There's there's nothing else. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, so the other thing I kind of wanted to get into is um, how they score in bodybuilding competitions. Because I don't think I've had anyone talk about like what judges look for when someone competes <laughs> in bodybuilding. So I'm kind of curious, like, what are judges looking for? Ah, great question. <laughs> I think the 99% of the judge, it's uh, about uh, the uh, subjectivity. Uh, I don't know it's the correct term in English, but uh, uh, it's something, uh, it's not written on paper. Um, you know, I may prefer uh, a competitor and another judge may prefer another one. So you have some uh, guidelines for all the judges uh, to judge the athletes. Um, I mean, uh, if uh, a competitor is bigger and uh, shredded like, uh, uh, I don't know, but uh, if a competitor is the bigger of the stage and maybe the uh, most conditioned, but uh, his symmetry and his proportion are not good, maybe uh, he would not uh, be the first one in the show. You have to look uh, at uh, uh, a lot of aspects, uh, muscularity, uh, conditioning, uh, symmetry, proportion, uh, how they pose, 
because bodybuilding is not just uh, train, uh, train hard and uh, eat good and uh, sleep a lot. It's also how you uh, explain to the judge your physique. So you have to uh, be a great poser and uh, um, just to show uh, your best when you step the stage. Okay, fair enough. Well, why do you think you did so well in bodybuilding? Like, what did you have that the other competitors didn't have? Uh, well, I think uh, the first thing it's uh, because uh, um, I'm not uh, so tall. I'm uh, one meter uh, seventy centimeters tall, uh, so not enough uh, to play basketball, at least. <laughs> Uh, but uh, uh, in the, the last uh, the last time I uh, I was the overall uh, Italian champions, um, the show day I was 79 uh, uh, kilograms, and uh, it's uh, quite a lot uh, the the ratio uh, f between uh, the eight and the weight. Um, in Italy, uh, we call that ratio HP, um, and we have a division in uh, in some federation uh, which is called HP, and it correlates the the haste and the weight of the athlete. And uh, uh, a lot of people here in Italy uh, says that uh, uh, the HP zero, so. Uh, if I am uh, 170 uh, centimeters tall and I weigh 70 kilograms, uh, this weight and haste is the um, is the upper limit for a natural bodybuilding. But uh, when I stepped the stage, I was HP plus nine. So for uh, uh, many people, I was on steroids. For sure, <laughs> because uh, it was not possible for them to be uh, so so weight so um, so big, but so small. <laughs> you know, so maybe this is my uh, my principal characteristic, and uh, I think this is my uh, my 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 best point uh, sometimes uh, uh, I heard about uh, uh, bodybuildings um, about someone who is involved in bodybuilding and they say that uh, uh, if you want to win uh, a competition uh, you have to be strong on your back and your legs and uh, I think my back and my legs are quite good so maybe it's because of this so the two things that most guys don't like to train <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to get into is like talking a little bit about supplements because like almost every gym bro out there thinks that supplements are gonna you know outdo a bad diet so i'm kind of curious like what supplements do you recommend to your athletes to take while they're training and which ones are kind of like 
kind of like a waste of time because like you can go to any supplement store and the guy in there is going to try to sell you everything in that store to, and make you believe uh, that you need it. <laughs> yes. Uh, first thing first, uh, there's no magic pills. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least uh, if you are a natural bodybuilding, <laughs> a natural bodybuilder. Uh, in the other side, maybe <laughs> there are some magic pills, but uh, I don't know. Um, I think uh, um, every supplement could be a waste of money and a waste of time. And uh, every supplement could be your uh, uh, best uh, investment. Uh, it depends on uh, how you eat, how you train, and how you, how you sleep or how you recover from your training. Um, I usually don't recommend uh, many, um, a, a lot of supplements, uh, at least when you are not cutting for uh, be stage ready. Uh, if your calories are at maintenance or uh, uh, you are in a, uh, in a surplus, uh, maybe the only supplement I recommend is uh, creatine and uh, maybe uh, vitamins and minerals. Uh, but uh, when you are on deficit, and uh, uh, you have to uh, cut uh, your, uh, no, cut the shit. <laughs> uh, you have to cut uh, uh, the, what you eat, the amount uh, of, uh, of food. Uh, maybe uh, you are going to reach uh, some, uh, um, uh, you may need to supplement something. And uh, sometimes it's about uh, vitamins, minerals, uh, maybe something that can uh, push you uh, as you were on, uh, on maintenance or in bulking phase when you train. So maybe a pre-workout, some caffeine or uh, some uh, um, cluster dextrin during your workout, so you have uh, the power to push uh, your workout uh, uh, with uh, a lot of energy. Uh, I don't trust uh, in uh, these new supplements uh, that uh, uh, you see when you, when you uh, read the Flex magazine, uh, Muscle and Fitness magazine and other magazines uh, like uh, Tribulus uh, and uh, other uh, extract of uh, plants from uh, Africa or uh, other place uh, in uh, strange parts of the world. Uh, I think uh, the, the most common supplements uh, are the, the best way to spend your money. So creatine, uh, vitamins, minerals, and uh, if your diet is good and uh, you are not uh, uh, eating uh, lots of uh, um, processed food and you eat a lot of raw foods, you are uh, okay. And you don't need to supplement uh, a lot of things. Yeah, I always tell clients if you want to use supplements, you might as well use creatine and coffee and you're good to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm a yeah. huge advocate of just, like, black coffee because here, I don't know, in, like, Italy, but 
here in America and Canada, when I say coffee, people are throwing in sugar and cream like no tomorrow. And I'm like, no, coffee's meant to ha- be enjoyed black, like straight up espresso, yeah. just black. <laughs> yeah, I agree 100%. <laughs> yeah. Is that like a thing in um, Italy? Like, do people throw in a lot of like milk and sugar and cream and stuff like that in their coffees, or they just go strictly black? Uh, no, we have uh, cappuccino here yeah, in yeah. Italy. Yeah. So, uh, small, uh, small coffee and a lot of latte. Okay, fair enough. Uh, or milk. Awesome. It depends. All right. And uh, a lot of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, so the other thing I wanted to kind of get into is like kind of reflecting back on your career, like what were some mistakes that you look back on where you're like, damn, if I didn't do that, I could have been, you know, a little bit further in my career. Cause I always find that like reflecting back on mistakes, you learn a lot from them. And I've been like telling a lot of people lately that, you know, failure is part of success. So I'm kind of curious about your take on your career, like any kind of mistakes that you had that could have, you know, got you a little bit further in your career. Uh, well, I think uh, in my, during my career, I made uh, two main uh, uh, two main errors that uh, are quite the opposite one from the other. Uh, you know, uh, when I started uh, here in Italy, there was uh, uh, a book which was called the BIIO, which is like the um, fast, uh, uh, it was like a a methodology of training uh, in which you have to uh, train one time every three to four days with a high ten- intensity, by, but uh, uh, 30 to 40 minutes per session, because otherwise uh, you may not recover from the training. And uh, it was a period in which uh, I was, uh, uh, I was uh, training by my knowledge, so three to four, uh, three to four hours every afternoon of push-ups, uh, dips uh, in behind the two chairs, uh, sit-ups, crunches, uh, bench press, uh, and other stuff. And uh, so I decided to start uh, this type of, uh, of training, this BIIO. And uh, I think that was uh, the first waste of time of my training career because I spent two months uh, untrained. <laughs> and, uh, and the other mistakes I made was the opposite. And uh, uh, I think I made for the first time in uh, 2017. I was prepping for uh, the uh, World uh, Finals in uh, Boston. And after 10 months of uh, training and dieting, I start to, uh, to deal with a minor injury, uh, but uh, I didn't want to stop my training routine because I had that goal and uh, I could not stop. And so I decided to uh, not listen to my mind 
uh, who was uh, say, Stefano, you have to stop. You have at least to relax a bit, but I was not, no, I cannot stop. I cannot relax. It's not the time. <laughs> I may relax after November, after the show, but it was uh, August. And so the minor injury became a big injury. And so I had to uh, stop the prep and uh, to uh, not compete for the World Cup. And uh, I did the same mistakes uh, in 2018. And uh, so after two times, uh, I did the same mistakes. I decided this year to stop my prep before got injured again. So I think after uh, the same mistakes uh, repeated two times, uh, I uh, this uh, uh, gave me the knowledge to 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 know how to listen, uh, when to listen to my mind, uh, and to decided to stop. No, fair enough. And I tell that to clients all the time. Like the best tool you have is like your body and your mind. But sometimes we just shut it off and not listen to it at all because your body constantly yeah. gives you signals of like whether you're hungry or if something doesn't feel right. But a lot of times we just push through it and then we end up in a situation where we're like, shit, now I'm injured or now this is happening to me. So it's like just take the time to like check in with yourself and things are going to clear up really easily. Yeah. yeah, I think that uh, uh, the, your physique and your mind are strictly correlated, and sometimes uh, is the the physique the physique that uh, uh, start to uh, to feel bad first. Sometimes is the mind that start feel bad first, but uh, uh, when one or the other uh, starts to to not be so good, then the other one uh, follow. No, oh, fair enough. Um, so maybe for the last question, because we're coming up to our time, um, if people wanted to find out more about you, where can they find you online or anything else you want to like give a shout out to or promote on my show, you can right now. Oh, thank you. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, on my page, Stefano Travaglini, uh, or my profile, which is Stefano T. Mille, uh, or on Instagram, uh, I think the name is uh, Steph88Trava, but I'm not sure because uh, Instagram is not my favorite uh, social media. And uh, uh, I don't have a, a YouTube uh, uh, open channel, so <laughs> I'm not on YouTube. These are the, the only two social media I use. Awesome. So thank you so much for your time. This was amazing. Thank you, Rafael. All right. So that's going to wrap up episode 255. Hopefully you enjoyed it as much as I did. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the support. You guys are fucking amazing <sighs> share this podcast with your friends and family give me a five star review and let's grow this thing bigger than it is this 
podcast started from nothing and it's been so cool to see it grow over the years thank you again for all your support for anyone new to the show go back listen to all the episodes that i ramble about random shit to do with fitness and health and all the other amazing guests i've had on the show thank you thank you thank you that's it for me until next time you guys